Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to The Rock, we would love to connect with you, and you can text Rock of KC to 816-307-1611 for a Connect card, and a member of our team will be in touch with you shortly. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give safely and securely through our app and on our website at rockofkc.com. Your generous giving through The Rock supports many ministries here locally and globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Good morning. You are a generous church, and we are so incredibly grateful for each one of you and those who give in this house. And as Devin said, today is Orphan Sunday, and I have um, a picture of a darling little orphan girl who lives in South Sudan. Her name is Anna Peace, and she said, at church, we worship God through song, dance, prayer, and devotions. My faith also grows every day through reading my Bible. And my favorite verse is Jeremiah 30, 22. Will you please pray for me and my community? Um, most of these orphans have lost parents because of the war that's gone on for years. And um, to, to some of us in the room have been there and they, we've met these beautiful children. And if you are interested in sponsoring um, one of these young children, I, I encourage you that your finances are going into good soil. This is a great ministry. These children are well taken care of. They're educated, they're fed, um, they're, they're, they're given medical care. And the beauty is now, because we've been a part of this ministry for so long, now many of the orphans have gone, through uni gone to university and have graduated and are, are literally now becoming some of the leaders in South Sudan which is, that's yay God, right? That's, that's what we want to see as, as the people have invested their lives. So is, does anybody here want Anna Peace? I did this last night and somebody jumped up and, and took the little girl, but awesome. She is precious. She's a doll baby. And that, that will give you all the instructions that you need for that. Thank you guys so much. Um, would you turn your attention to the screen once more? with and a friend sent this to Pastor Philip and I went, oh, I loved, I loved all, everything about it. And I want to ask you today, are you a thanks giver? Are you one who brings thanksgiving to God, who comes back and are grateful, living with a grateful heart today? I know we just celebrated Thanksgiving, which is a national holiday, but here's the beauty as followers of Jesus, we get to be, we get to celebrate Thanksgiving every single day of the year, right? It's not just one day, and one day's special when we're with family. We, we just were with family in Florida and, and had a wonderful time, but there's, there's a, because of who we are, because of the posture of our heart, we get to be thankful and grateful every single day of our life. And I know, you know, Pastor Kurt was supposed to speak today, and I, or this weekend, I was supposed to speak before Thanksgiving, I was all ready for that, and, but I thought, what a way to start the month of December, just to recalibrate our heart, to reposture our heart, to, to just living in a place of gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude. We have been given so much. The beauty is we all woke up this morning. We're here, we have air in our lungs to breathe. We have clean water. The children in South Sudan don't have clean water. They eat the same thing every single day. 
maybe if a group comes in, which they've not been able to for two years, they get an apple, a little tiny apple, and that is the highlight of their, their year. We have been given so much, and I just believe that God wants us to live from that place of being grateful, and that's what I want to talk today about just for a few minutes. I know, you know, I want to encourage us to begin this month of busyness with, we have so much to do, I get that, and so much to prepare for, but let's allow our heart's posture to prepare room for Jesus with a sense of renewed gratefulness, amen? Sound good to you? Psalms 100, one through five says this, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. Now that's comforting right there. We belong to Jesus. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you are, you are a good God. You are a generous God. That you came, Lord, to give us life and then to give us abundant life. And I pray today, Father, that our hearts would be recalibrated, that, that we would make room for you, that we would position our hearts, Lord, to be grateful for all that we've been given. Maybe we don't have everything we want, but we have everything that we need. And I just thank you today, God, for the blessing that has been on, on this land, on this people, God, on, on this church your blessing resides within us, and we thank you for that. And we pray, Father, that as these words go forth, that you would accomplish what you desire and that you would come, Lord, and speak to us, that we would have ears to hear what you're saying today in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians 4.4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. I don't know about you, but I'm not always in a, in a place of rejoicing. And even as I was studying and putting this together, this message, I, I just thought back on seasons of my life where I was not rejoicing. I was not grateful. Yet I had a lot to be grateful for. I was not walking in gratefulness. I was looking at all the things I didn't have all the things that, that were wrong, maybe people that I felt like had wronged me or, or just things that maybe I didn't want to be somewhere that I had to go to and all, all the things. And yet, there's so much to be grateful for. And Paul's writing from prison. He's writing this scripture. He, he'd been shipwrecked, beaten, put into chains, and then he is encouraging us today in 2022 to rejoice no matter what our circumstances are, knowing that Jesus will fulfill his purpose in each one of us. That's very, uh, that brings us confidence, I hope, today, that Jesus will continue to, to to fulfill his purpose in each one of us. 
rejoice in what is true about God. That's what we need to do. We are to cultivate gratitude. I love this saying, and we've adopted it from Pastor Shane Baxter in Melbourne, Australia. My heart, my responsibility. Your, your heart is not the respons responsibility of your spouse, of your children, of your friends. My heart, my responsibility. And we've got to cultivate gratefulness and gratitude in our heart. G.K. Chesterton says this, when it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or take them with gratitude. Good, good thing to live by, right? Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says this. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving. Gratitude is all about your frame of reference, says Pastor Stephen Furtick. When you take a moment to reframe your present circumstances with how far God has brought you and what he saved you from, you can get grateful real quick. Amen? We've all been saved from something. Sin. Sin, darkness, the things that have held our hearts captive. And yet Jesus came, and this is what we're, we're doing this month. We're, we're, we're making room for him. And I just hope that today we would be encouraged to have an attitude of gratitude, to walk in gratefulness, and that it would carry us from now, not just to the end of the month, but literally from now on, that we would say, okay, God, I'm, I'm feeling ungrateful. I'm going to choose to be, to be grateful. Gratitude makes a big difference in our lives. It's an expression of our praise. As followers of Jesus, we get the privilege to choose and walk out gratefulness. We don't have to, we get to. Psalms 107.1 says this, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. And I know there are people that hear that, and they, they kind of, it kind of bugs them. Maybe you're bugged by that. God is good all the time. I'm not saying our circumstances are good. I'm not saying things that we go through, really hard seasons, are good. I'm saying God is good all the time. Let me give you just a couple of, oh, let me say this real quick. No matter what we're facing, we have something to be grateful for. Keys to staying grateful. I'm going to give you three keys. Number one, stay in God's word. Know who he is and know who you are. Is he your source or are you trying to figure out things on your own? Pastor Kurt, several weeks ago, preached a fabulous message about truth. And there's, there's this mindset now, even in the church, it's my truth. No, truth comes from God. And that's the truth we live in. That's the truth that comes and sets us free. Amen? Stay in his word. What we believe is how we perceive. What do you believe today? Do you believe God's truth? Or do you believe all the things that are being promoted in, in the world? 
all the things, and there's a lot of stuff coming at us constantly. Ephesians 5, 19 and 20 says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Paul is writing from prison, encouraging us to give thanks because he knew his source. He knew who God was. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and through 18 says, Rejoice always. I know I keep saying this. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I have found that gratitude changes us. It changes us mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. It makes us healthier. And here's a good one. More enjoyable to be around. Way more enjoyable to be around. Grateful people are more optimistic, confident, and have stronger relationships. When we live entitled, we begin to demand things as if we deserve anything. We live in America. We live a pretty good life. And we're a very small percentage of the, of the world who lives like this, like what we've grown up with. Everything we have is a blessing and comes from God. Never let what you want make you forget what you have. Let's rehearse all the things that we've been given. I'll never forget sitting in a staff meeting, uh, I don't even know how long ago it was, and, and we just began to talk, and it was just kind of organic. We just began to talk about different people after the mandate was lifted that we were able to be in the room once again. And, and, and we just began to share some stories of, I had someone come to me, actually several people, and tears down their face, just being so grateful that they got to come back into the room. And how different the room was compared to online. And we're grateful for online. We're thankful that we can, that we can offer that and that people can be connected because not everyone can come. We have people that, that can't come to the room because of physical issues that they have. So we're grateful for that. But, but there were a number of people that didn't come back, that we didn't get to see their faces and instead of, of majoring on that, we just started being grateful for all the people that were just saying, we're just, we're just thankful to be here. We're so grateful for this, for this community. And, and it was such a beautiful time because it just, it lifted us as we were just rehearsing what other people had shared with us. The truth of God's word will keep us tethered to his ways. Staying on the right path helps us navigate every aspect of our life. Psalms 119, one through four in the message, and I've been in this psalm for a while, and if anybody knows the psalm, it's very long. Um, I'm just gonna share a couple of verses with you, but there's so much in this psalm. I encourage you to, to read it if you haven't. It says, you're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. 
You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right, you don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. You, God, prescribe the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. And my question today for all of us is, are we living on the grateful road? Because the road has been marked out for us. There's a path that we're encouraged to stay on, and it's to stay grateful. I remember I was in Belize um, in October this last year, and it was not for a vacation. I was with a friend, and um, we were picked up the very last day because we were being taken to the airport. And um, this driver was precious. He, he was just talking and sharing all the things about Belize and really talking his cu country up. And, and did we go cave diving? And we did, did we do all these wonderful things that Belize offered? And, of course, we didn't do any of that. And, um, and so then he just kind of, you know, he talked for, I mean, it was like almost a two-hour drive, so we had time together, but he began to just kind of, you know, stop talking. And so my friend and I are in the back seat, and we're talking. And um, all of a sudden, he said, so, so now, I'm listening to your conversation, so you know Jesus? And we said, oh, yeah, yeah, in fact, that's, that's why we're here, and we told him what, what the reason for, our, for being in Belize was, and... And all of a sudden, this was a, this was a bodybuilder guy. This was, a, he was probably in his late 30s. And all of a sudden, he went to another place. And he said, you know, I grew up in the poorest part of Belize. He said, my, my father was an alcoholic. Neither one of my parents had an education. We were extremely poor. We had little to nothing. And he said, and where we live, the part of uh, town they lived in was, was actually not safe. He said, that's what I grew up in. But every year as a child, I received a box. And I mean, he was literally in this place, it, it, you know, as he's talking to us, he's, he's reminiscing. And he begins to tell us the things that were in this box. He received socks. He received a truck. One year he received a soccer ball. One year he, or he received coloring books and crayons and all the things. And he said, every year that I received this box, I knew someone loved me. Someone loved me. And he said, because of that, today, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I'm married to a woman who loves Jesus. And we're raising our son in a Christian home because of the box. And he didn't know this, but I had just told my friend two nights before that we started, Philip and I, started a tradition with our four grandchildren five years ago. And we thought it would be great to... to just teach them about children in other countries who wouldn't have Christmas like they did. And you, you can understand, at five years old, our two oldest were five at the time, and the others were little. And, and of course, they wanted something for themselves. And we had to explain, no, you, you have everything you need. You have grandparents, you have parents, you have your Christmas does not look like what a lot of children around the world 
experience. And so this year, it was so precious because the two oldest are 10. They just took their boxes and they went off on their own. And they filled those boxes. And, and I, just, I, I just remember sitting in that car going, God, this is a kiss from heaven. Because I could have gone my whole life and not met an adult who received a box. But we never know, this may seem really small, but we never know our words, our actions, a thank you note, a letter, what it will do to turn the heart of someone toward Jesus. And I just loved that he was so grateful and that, and that because of the box, it took him to a, a brand new place, a place he didn't grow up in, a, a place that he wouldn't have experienced otherwise. And no, we're not doing this for Christmas this year at The Rock. I had numerous people last night say, hey, where do we get the box? The boxes get turned in um, the week before Christmas, or Thanksgiving. So, um, but here's a man who grew up a little to nothing, but so grateful. And that's, that's really what it's like. And Pastor Kurt can tell you, Chasey can tell you, going to South Sudan, these children have nothing, but they're so grateful. We have so much, and sometimes we're ungrateful. No shame. I'm not, I'm not here to condemn anyone. It's just the nature of, of what we, where we live. Number two, turn our worry into worship. I don't know. This must have been for Valentine's Day. I gave my granddaughters these glasses. And one of them wore them to my house and forgot them. But if you can't see in the back, these are heart glasses. They're not just sunglasses, they're heart glasses. What do you see? What are you looking at? What lens are you looking through today? Psalm 95 verse 6 says, "Come, So come, let us worship, bow before him on your knees, before God who made us which is a posture of our heart, we were created to worship God. There's a neuroscience study that showed grat gratitude and anxiety cannot coexist. They can't. You cannot be walking in anxiety and depression and all the things and, and be aligned with the heart of God and what he has for you. And I know that we've all experienced it, but gratitude will change us. It'll take us out of that place. Benefits of gratitude, here are five benefits. Grateful people are happier. Hey, let's have a party, right? Number two, grateful people sleep better. Grateful people have better health and well-being. Grateful people have better relationships. Grateful people are more resilient. There was a study done on the brain connected to gratitude, and it says gratitude can boost neurotransmitter serotonin and activate the brain stem to produce dopamine. It can literally rewire our brains to be grateful. Do you love how God designed us? He literally designed us to, you know... 
all the things that the scripture tells us to do. Be thankful, rejoice. It actually makes us healthier. We're happier people when we live God's way. Worship is a gift that we've been given to direct our eyes to the solution and not to the problem. As we put on our glasses of love, our glasses of hope, our glasses of healing, that's what God has for us. That's where he wants us to live. Worship to God changes us. That's why I love coming into this room every weekend as we stand and we worship God and we proclaim the truth through song, we hear the truth through word, and it changes our heart. It, it, re, it adjusts us. It literally recalibrates our thinking and sets us. It's like going to the gas station and filling up your car with gas. You, you're on empty. You've been out all week. You've been working with difficult people, doing difficult things, just spinning. We all spin our wheels, but we come in here. The beauty is we can have that every day as we spend time with Jesus. But corporately, there's something about it's very powerful coming into this room and expressing our gratitude and our worship to God. Truth breaks lies that have been planted in our hearts. We have every reason to be grateful. Do you see your life through God's eyes? Gratitude will change what we see. Do you see a good God? Do you see a benevolent God, a loving God? A God who's gracious, a life-giving God, is that what you see? Or do you see a God that is ready with a big stick to pounce on you when you mess up? It makes a difference. And the truth is, we don't serve a God who pounces on us when we mess up. Because the truth is, we're all messed up. And we all mess up. And we're fragile, and we're, we're, we're just, at times we're a mess, right? We all are. Nobody, nobody has it all wired. Nobody. I could stand and tell you stories. Pastor Philip and I have been married 40 years. And the joke has been, it's been 40 long years. And for those of you that have been married and are married or been married, you know, marriage is tough. It's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. But God is good. But God is good. And God is faithful. When we have an attitude of gratitude, good things in your life are not wasted. You acknowledge your blessings you see what others have done for you. You see the kindness that people have shown you. When eating the fruit, here's a good saying, when eating the fruit, remember who planted it. That's just a piece of being grateful for what we have. Again, I, I have a, a bowl right now of fresh strawberries in my refrigerator. I have a bowl of grapes. And I think about the babies in South Sudan who day after day after day eat rice and beans for lunch and dinner every single day, every single day. 
Let's remember who planted good things in our life. Most people remember those who have hurt them. How about remembering those who have helped us? One day, we were in a hospital, naked, little baby, and somebody took care of us. And all through our life, someone has been there to care for us. Are you grateful for those people today? I know life is hard. I know people have hurt us and all the things, but we've got way more to be grateful for. And God will, will if we'll go there, he will change us. He'll change the way we see. It wasn't until my mom passed away suddenly six years ago, which for some of you, you're, you're, maybe you've experienced death in your family and, and, and you've watched someone that you love suffer. I don't know which is worse, that or suddenly you get a phone call and all of a sudden the, the woman that you thought would live to be 100 passed away at 74 in a moment. And I think for, for my dad and I, what was really hard is that it was so sudden. There was no goodbye. There was no closure at all. But one of the things that we did in the beginning, and we, and I, we didn't say, okay, we're going to make this decision. We just did it. We just started talking about even the way she passed away. I mean, she literally was walking up three steps to lead a prayer meeting, and God received her into heaven. I mean, I think I would, I want to go that way. But, but the people that were left were brokenhearted. And yet we just began, and, and still to this day, six years later, every once in a while in our conversation, we'll just say, remember how all the things were lined up and all the things that we realized and found out even after she passed away, reading her journals and People telling us stories and all the things and just being so grateful, it put it in a different light. It reframed part of just the grief that we were, that we were going through at the time. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And I love this scripture. I, I've quoted it for years and this is actually my 2022 scripture, and I've, and I've seen God do some new things, and I still have expectation there are more new things coming. But remember, write it down, all the people who have blessed us. Do you have a gratitude journal? Just write down the things that you're thankful for. Forget. There are things to forget. Those things that have locked us up that have held us in a place of, of just a small place of containment. Forget those. Let God come and bring healing and wholeness to those places. Number three, watch your words. Watch what you say. Having a critical spirit does not make for great friends. Do life with grateful friends. Amen? People that are going to speak life to you. It's interesting to me that the children of Israel were, if you, know this, if you know the story, and I don't have time to, to unpack it, but the children of Israel were delivered out of bondage. And, and then they walked through the wilderness, a journey that should have taken 11 days because God had given them a promise, and they were going to the promised land. 
But because of their attitude of ungratefulness, because they complained, because they found fault, because they criticized, it took them 40 years to go on a journey that should have cost or should have taken 11 days. What a picture for us. And many did not, they didn't enter into the promise. Church, God has a promise for us. He has a future. He has a hope. But, but if we don't worship him, if we don't have a heart of gratitude toward him, we could miss the promise. Being critical. And it's easy to do. It's easy to be critical. It's, I think it's harder to be grateful. And that's why I hope today God just recalibrates our heart. Stay grateful when things are good. And stay grateful when things are not good. Our circumstances do not change the character of God. They do not. Talk about your blessings. One of the things that Pastor Philip and I do a lot is talk about the things that we're grateful for. And a lot of you know our story. We pastored, we were on staff at another church for 20 years. And then almost 20 years, next June will be our 20th anniversary. So we're coming upon 40 years of ministry. And, and the first 20 were, I'll just tell you this, it was the, like the wilderness. It was like the wilderness. And I'll tell you, I complained. There are things I didn't like. And I, I we don't even have time for all that. And, and, but here's the deal. That's why we're so, so grateful. We're so, so grateful. It comes after hurt. It comes after loss. It comes after betrayal, death people walking out of our lives, not saying goodbye. And like you, you've walked through very difficult seasons, but we look back and we see the faithfulness of God. We don't rehearse the hurt. We rehearse God's faithfulness and his abundant blessings. And literally, and I say this, and this is, I'm not, I'm not just using this to be cute. We still pinch ourselves that we get to be a part of this house. We li it, it makes us so incredibly grateful that we get to be a part of what God is doing in this house. You know, I was thinking this past week about all the people who served at Cherish. Cherish is a, 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 a gathering that we have several times a year, and we just had one the Friday night before Thanksgiving, and, and it was one for the books. It, it was a, an amazing, amazing time, but I was, I was thinking in my prayer time the other day, I was thinking about the worship and production team, and these are all people who work full-time and then give of their time in the evening to rehearse and to, to practice and to come and to do all the things they do. I was thinking about the security team who, who were in this room and out of this room on Friday night who gave up a Friday night with their families to come and serve the women of this house. I was thinking about our ushers who were here, our frontline who was here, our clean team who came and cleaned out all the confetti and all the things, all the mess that, that we made. 
the men who helped with serving the dessert, who prepped the food, everyone who came early and served. I was thinking about my team and the hours and the time that they put into making this event possible. It's not an event, it's a gathering. But here's what, here's what it's all about. It's about creating a space for women to walk into this building through those doors and encounter Jesus. And there were hands that went up all across the room on Friday night. Yeah, you can clap for that. That's a really good thing. How, I'm going to end with this. How can we not be grateful for all that we've been given? No matter the difficulties that we face, no matter what we've been through, God wants us to, to set our sights on heaven and be grateful for who he is and for what he wants to do in our life. And I love the scripture that, that says our future is bright in him. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me? Let's give the Lord a hand today for his word.